Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Pass. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How about that intro, huh? Froth here. <clears throat> Welcome to the Thought Eater Podcast. That is, uh, you might have noticed I changed the name to that. One of the OSR anchorites on MeWe was kind enough to point out that uh, a Frothcast, believe it or not, already exists. I did not check, of course. I just assumed no one would call their podcast Frothcast, but it turns out it was some surfers or some, uh, like Hawaiian surf music deal or something like that. So I guess it's like the froth of the surf, whereas I'm the froth of like ranting and raving. Uh, so anyway, Thought Eater might actually be a better title. Matches up with all the imagery I always use in my blog and all that, so... You'll also notice I monetized this puppy, so yeah, big bucks are coming. Uh, so I want to do a segment today. I thought I'd, you know, I've been thinking about the podcast, what I want to do. Do I want to like wait till I have some big, great idea and talk for a long time about it? Or do I want to do something where just every time a little idea pops in my head, I talk about it? We'll see. Um, just getting my feet wet on this, but I'm still really enjoying it and listening to a lot of other people's podcasts and liking it. Um, but one thing I kind of was thinking about is, you know, different segments that can be recurring and what that would look like. And one that just popped in my head that I thought, um, I'd like to talk about stuff, uh, is, uh, what I've been buying and, and backing. And, um, uh, so this is just to talk about Kickstarters I'm currently backing, uh, Patreons I'm backing, and whatever recent stuff that I've bought, you know, and just kind of talk about, you know, in that way I'll be talking about some recent stuff and stuff that's getting ready to come out or stuff that's unbelievably late. So as far as the Patreons go, I'm always backing Tim Short's Gothridge Manor. I, I plug that whenever I can. Love it. Doesn't get any better than that. So I don't really back the many Patreons. I've dabbled here and there. The only other one I'm backing right now is uh, this Malrex Modules uh, deal. He's part of like a collective with uh, Merciless Merchants. They do a lot of AD&D adventures. They, they're starting to get a little bit of shine from uh, from folks uh, uh, over at 10-Foot Pole. You know, uh, he's given them a couple of really strong reviews. I really liked what I'd seen. And, uh, man, he was just practically giving his stuff away on this Patreon. He was doing just $1 per adventure. And they're not, like, really tiny adventures either. They're, you know, a lot of them are, like, 20 pages or whatever. And uh, he's since, he's about to raise his prices because I guess he figured, I mean, he, he was doing himself wrong with that price. Uh, so I think it's going to be, like, $3 an adventure now, which is more than fair. Um, but if you look for Malrex, M-A-L-R-E-X, Malrex's modules, you should be able to find that and check it out. I'd recommend it. They've got some free stuff. I think some pay what you want stuff on drive through if you want to look at that Merciless Merchant stuff, uh, for free first and see what you're getting into. But Kickstarters, uh, you know, I back a pretty good amount of Kickstarters. I don't back everything. Some things I have to really exercise a lot of self-control not to back but uh looking through here <clears throat> easily the latest kickstarter that i've got 
is this Ernest Gary Gygax Jr. Memorial Tomb campaign starter. Uh, now, I knew when I backed this it would be late. You know, sometimes you have that Kickstarter spidey sense when you look at something, and once the stretch goals started getting hit, I knew this would be late, but I didn't think it was going to be, you know, about to be three years late. But it's one of those ones where all of a sudden everybody gets sick and, and all that. But um, I think it's going to be all right. It seems to have kind of grown and morphed a little bit from what it originally was. Uh, the dude that does the maps is like Benoist Pure. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but sometimes see him on social media, and he definitely knows how to draw some cool-looking maps. So i still got my hopes that this will eventually come out, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was another two years late, put it that way. So we'll see what happens with that one. I'm not that mad about it because, uh, well, for one thing, most Kickstarters are a little bit late, and this one I knew... The second I looked at it, it was going to be really late, but I backed it anyway, so. Also, uh, the only other really late one is Driftwood Versus, but uh, this is uh, Clint Krause does this one, and he's done um, some other stuff too, some uh, some adventures, and um, he did a zine. It's kind of more like Lamentations of Flame Princess related stuff, and I really like Clint. And uh, I think what's happened with this one is he's just kind of expanding it and trying to make it really good. His communication is really good on uh, the Kickstarter, much unlike the uh, Marmorial Tomb. The communication's poor on that one. Uh, but anyway, so it, it's starting to get into layout and all, you know. So it's it's late, but I think it's going to be really cool. It's kind of a um, nautical-themed kind of setting adventure deal. Um, so, uh, that wasn't super expensive either, but, uh, and I like Clint, I like his stuff. So let's see, moving on to ones I haven't gotten yet. I couldn't help but back this yellow King role-playing game. I don't know if y'all heard of that. It's Robin Laws, uh, doing it for Pelgrain and, um, it's like, a whatever, gumshoe, I guess with some tweaks. But it's, you know, based on the whole, uh, it's not, obviously it's not Cthulhu, but that whole like weird horror Yellow King stuff. Uh, um, and it's really ambitious. It's like four books, different time periods all together. And like the, the production design and the artwork and everything on this is insane. So it was expensive, um, but... I couldn't help but back it just because it's going to be one of those unique games. I might not even ever even end up playing it because I don't know if I know anybody, certainly not in my home game probably, that could ever really run it and maybe do it. Who knows? We'll see. It's going to be a weird game, put it that way, but it's one of those things that, that I wanted to have and couldn't resist it. So, Let's see, moving on to some OSR stuff. Uh, I was talking about Mega Dungeons in my last podcast and uh so i backed uh gillespie's new one and i'd forgotten the name when i was talking about it, it was called high fell the drifting dungeon this looks really cool it's like these floating wizard towers and that's like the mega what the mega dungeon is set up in in these series of towers that are like floating in the air and everything so if it's anything like archaea and uh barrow maze that one's gonna be killer 
And he does, he always does his stuff on time. I don't know how he does it, man. That dude is a machine, like the amount of writing he does, and it's crazy. He's kind of got a formula down after you've looked at the first two, though. So you can kind of break down how the formula is going to be and how the organization. So maybe that helps a little bit, but still, got to give props to Gillespie. So his stuff's never too cheap either, but it's worth it. That's one that uh, if I was to start running it, that'll be, you know, you get years out of that thing. So uh, maybe some of you guys back that one too. Other one I couldn't resist, the Fantasy Trip. This one, the PDFs have already gone out, uh, so it looks like it's going to be on time. A lot of people working on that one. Steve Jackson Games team bringing that game back. Never got to play that one when I was younger. Um, but I've seen like clones of it and stuff floating around on the internet. Kind of have a little bit of a grasp of the rules, but... I think what's going to be cool with that one, I think it'll be something I can play with my daughter and uh, something we can, you know, alternate in with the D&D and kind of have more of a sort of a board game feel along with uh, the D&D feel. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be just this massive box, all kinds of add-ons. Uh, Dyson Logos did some uh, hex maps and stuff for that, for that game. So that's going to be a really... You're just a bad boy. That, that's going to be really good. Moving on, I all, always uh, back uh, Talanian's Hyperborea stuff. So I was all in on that for the player's book, the ref screen, the sheets, the adventure, all that. So, and he, man, if you want to um, ever back a Kickstarter with total confidence, that'd be. Uh, the Hyperborea stuff that um, Delanian does. He, he always, you know, comes through on time, great communication. Um, he's a real example, I think, in the OSR of somebody that handles their business really tight, really well, delivers what he says. Um, you know, I don't know him personally, but I get a real sense of integrity from him. I like, like him a lot. I love his stuff a lot, so see what else the most recent ones these ones just closed um a few weeks ago the new savage worlds gotta say man i like savage worlds i think it's cool i love all the different like settings that's the thing that's cool to me is how they can plug that system into so many settings and everything so they're coming out with a new edition it's like a box set uh, and core book deal couldn't help but back that because it comes with all the doodads, some cards and bennies and all that stuff. I don't know if y'all have looked too hard at Savage Worlds, but it's a it's a pretty cool game. And uh, lastly, I had to back Taggle Manor, you know. Uh, Frog God redoing the Judges Guild classic. I was initially back in the 5e version of this uh, just because I already have the, um, you know, the classic version and i just figured swords and wizardry is not so far from that to where it would justify buying basically buying the same thing again but then they did a youtube where they were talking about how much they were adding on and how much they were twisting in it and i thought about it i was like am i ever really going to run this for 5e what am i more likely to run it with and so i switched my pledge back to the swords and wizardry on that one so and they're always good about their stuff coming out too i mean it might be 
a little bit later or whatever, but I've got no doubt in my mind that, uh, that that's coming out. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now as far as uh, what I've been backing. As far as what I've been buying, I got that new Dungeons & Dragons art book. I bought that for myself for Christmas, so I'd have a big uh, D&D present to unwrap for myself under the tree. Probably already, you might already have it or seen other people post pictures about it. It's really, really good. Um, probably the best, like, kind of retrospective D&D book that they've ever done. Um, there's one, like, the 30-year anniversary that I got a while back that was kind of just felt half-assed and they didn't spend too much time on it. This has got a lot of scholarship, a lot of uh, detail. It's really, really good. And I bought the, whatever, special edition, so I get the little original two Mahars module that comes with it so it's not cheap but I found it on Amazon for something like 30 or 40 dollars off the list price or you know it seemed like something like that it was like a substantial discount so if you're patient and look for that you can find it a good deal and that's one that you'll want to have forever I mean that's just a it's really really nice see the other thing uh it's funny man my mom she kind of fell for some of the satanic panic stuff back, you know, way back when. But now she's actually played with me a couple times, and she's she's totally ruthless. Like, uh, you know, can I slit the goblin's throat was one thing she asked me one time playing, which is hard to believe, but so funny. But uh, she's awesome. She'll always ask me if there's, uh, you know, some kind of role-playing book that I want, and we'll get it for Christmas, and... I'll usually tell her she doesn't have to, but then she'll insist. and So then I'll usually plug in something there that I don't really want to buy myself or that just is not something that I would immediately want to be buying. And uh, this time it was a new 5e Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which ends up, I talked about it a little bit in the Mega Dungeon thing. It's, it is a Mega Dungeon, and it's for 5e, and it is really good. Might be, might be their best adventure, to be honest. Um... Uh, like I had said in the other uh, Frothcast, Tim Harton uh, does the maps on that. He's a really talented OSR cartographer, and it's got a lot of different people that write, you know, write in it. So it's 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 kind of got this uh, a unique feel. It doesn't feel like one author wrote it. Every level's different. Every level's got something going on. So, you know, even though I'm probably got a long way left in the current campaign I'm running, I can't help but always be thinking ahead and, you know, will I end up running this water deep deal for 5e one day? We'll have to stay tuned and see. So, anyway, sure do appreciate the folks that have checked out, uh, checked out what I'm doing on here. I'm trying to listen to as many other uh, people's stuff as I can. Um, a lot of creativity and cool ideas. I love just hearing it's people I've seen around on uh, Google Plus and stuff and hearing their voices and hearing them talk and kind of, I don't want to say getting to know them. It's a little different than that, but kind of getting the feel of the personalities behind the posts, I guess. It's been pretty cool for me and I'm enjoying doing it. So I'm going to try to keep this up and I'm having fun and that's what it's really all about. So. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. Talk to y'all next time.